0: science
1: From the University of Oregon this is Mindwise podcast hosted and brought to you by psychology students
2: Welcome to the podcast.
0: It's nice to be here.
1: Today we'll be speaking with Simon Daly about body dissatisfaction.
0: My name is Simon Daly. Uh, I've been here in Groningen for about 10 years. I used to teach uh, in the social psychology department and then I've recently moved to the teaching unit on the second floor.
1: So um, body dissatisfaction is nowadays... Um, a top-ranked issue of concern for young people and it's been this way for about 30 years now and people experiencing it can become fixated on trying to change their body shape, which can lead to unhealthy behaviors and therefore increase the risk of developing an eating disorder. Um, In the context of social media, uh, what can be said about the role that it plays shaping people's uh, body image?
0: Okay, well, I think it's first to start off. Let's define what body dissatisfaction is. And body dissatisfaction is essentially consists of three components. It consists of a thought uh, about how you think about your body, positive or negatively. It consists of a perception, and that's how perhaps you think you're too large, too small, etc. And it consists of an emotion, an affective element. And body dissatisfaction is about negative thoughts about your body, negative emotions about your body, and perceptions, more often than not, that you are bigger than you want to be. So that's body dissatisfaction. So how do people become dissatisfied? Well, more often than not, one of the major influences on body dissatisfaction is the social media. And uh, particularly for women, there are lots of standards that are enforced upon us, or well, on women, 24 seven. And the message is, you should look like this. And uh, women can against that image. And of course they don't, most women don't uh, measure up to that image. And therefore it creates discrepancy about what they are and what they want to be. You know, what they want to be. We are cultural creatures. Our culture tells us how we should look. Mm -hmm. So we look at these images, or women look at these images, it creates that discrepancy. And so to ameliorate that discrepancy, that feeling of I'm not like that, I'm bigger than I want to be, uh, I'm bigger than that unrealistic image, to ameliorate it, may diet, may begin uh, extreme dieting, etc., much being to diet, you may ameliorate that body dissatisfaction, but it doesn't always work. No, that's a that's a very good point. Why doesn't it work? Well, because the images that uh, women see in the media are unrealistic. They're airbrushed. Even yeah. the models don't look like that. Yeah. So it's completely unrealistic, and so it's an unachievable standard. And added to that is the message from the media. So the message, the the media gives us a message in terms of an image, but it also gives us a message in terms of uh, the writing around the image. You know, uh, you can do this diet and you will look like this in six weeks. So it's creating a promise and that creates problems.
2: And um, because in this culture, it's, as you mentioned, it's it's kind of uh, this thinness is, is put on a high pedestal then people um, they compare themselves and they perceive it as comparing themselves to someone who is above them right? like upward.
0: yeah it's an upward comparison you know we're all comparers and uh, some people compare more than others and uh, if you're a person who's high in comparison tend who's constantly comparing them more often than not you will feel even more negative about your body Mm-hmm. and the images are in the media are predominantly upward comparison targets converse to that the downward comparison targets the overweight people there's far less of them so the message is to be successful in culture you need to be thin you can't be fat okay to get in front of the magazine you've got to be successful very few overweight people on the front of the magazine and the second issue is that a lot of overweight people, they're treated, they're stigmatised and treated as figures of fun. So if you think about friends, if you can remember that far back, uh, so Monica uh, had this past where she was quite large and she was not treated as a serious person. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's those cultural messages of those social rewards of thinness, status, success, beauty popularity, happiness, and converse that, there are social messages about fatness, not treated seriously, stigmatized, sadness, etc.
2: And how about cross-cultural differences in this?
0: Yeah, That's an interesting question. I would say as uh, societies become more modern, industrialized, and commercial, the growth of the thin ideal is increasing. However, in some societies... Uh, uh, in the so-called third world uh, developing societies fatness it may be flipped over so fatness may be a sign of health and prosperity Mm -hmm. notice that culture is attaching rewards and punishments to the image it may not be the image itself it's the it's the potential rewards and symbols attached to that image so in parts of africa uh young girls are taken to fat camps Were the force-fed food. So, watch this interesting documentary on vice. Where this mother had a a, a little girl's leg between two pieces of wood, Mm. and if the little girl didn't eat the food, she squashed the wood on her leg so she would eat more food.
2: That's yeah. That's one way to do it. Well. Uh. Um,
1: I want to address something that that you've mentioned before. Um. So it appears that people know that most of the images that we see on social media are airbrushed and are um, photoshopped and are basically not real. Does this knowledge somehow counteract the, the I don't know, the dissatisfaction that it produces?
0: Well, from the, from the research that I've read, if you make it explicitly explicit to the observer that it's airbrushed, then they will take notice of that message and the message and the image loses its impact. But you've got to make that explicit. For some reason, people don't take account of that quite often. You have to train people to critically engage in that image or tell them explicitly on the image that these are airbrushed and then it seems to lose its impact.
2: Seems like a rather automatic thing that people do, and that they just scroll down Facebook, let's say, and they're just looking at the images. They don't really think whether they're real or not. They just immediately compare.
0: Yeah, I think one of the characteristics of you know human existence is that we're on automatic all the time. I mean, do you remember your journey to work here this morning to the office? To your studies was just on automatic. Yeah, most of the time.
1: Um, It seems that. For the most part now, we've focused on external influences Mm. on body dissatisfaction. What about internal ones?
0: Yeah, I think sometimes you can see body dissatisfaction as a relative construct. It's a result of a comparison to a standard. And so in the social media, men and women have these external standards where the, the image is enforced on them. But over time, they construct an internal image that some people use predominantly. So they're always referring to this internal image about what they don't want to be, a feared body, and what they would like to be a hope for body. And so I've done research on possible selves in the body image domain, particularly on on, on women. So they have an internalized thin ideal so as they've as they've grown up and as they develop, they've taken in these social messages and constructed this image of what they would like to be, this idealised thinness. And to a lesser degree, they take uh, they construct an image of a, a body that they don't want to be, that they fear, an unattractive body, maybe an overweight body. And so, some of the research that I've done is that the women who particularly diet a lot. Who particularly feel really bad about their body? They tend to have a, a dominant feared overweight self that's internalized. That's the comparison, that's the standard. And so the dieting is driven in order to avoid what they don't want to be. And I think the research needs uh, the research needs to look at: okay, is dieting a an aspirational process? Or is it a, an avoidance process? Mm-hmm. It may be different for different people.
2: And so far, what does the research show, this upward comparison or downward
0: comparison? Uh, it depends upon the image. Okay. So whether a social, paraso- a social comparison is influential depends upon similarity, how similar you think you are quite often. You know, can I be like that? Is it possible? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the uh, media images are so extreme that maybe they don't have an influence. Mm -hmm. There's some aspects uh, that make them too extreme to be influential. Whereas the internalised body, it's them. Okay? Mm -hmm. So at times, the internalised body may be more influential. The downward comparison target, outside from the research that I've done, Actually, it doesn't make people feel worse, it makes them feel better because they tend to look at these downward comparison targets and think, oh, at least I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. When they look at an upward comparison target, they think, oh, I'm not like that, and they feel bad. But it may be flipped over into an internalized standard because quite often the internalized standard is them, it's a future self.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, then when they internalize this uh, fear of uh, gaining a lot of weight, what kind of behaviors do they engage in afterwards that can lead to yeah, unhealthy eating behaviors, for example, or uh, unhealthy ways of doing exercise?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, the, sometimes the, the, the those behaviors may be ref- exactly the same as someone who wants to aspire to thinness. You know, the, the route away from this feared self is dieting. The route towards this ideal self is dieting. Yeah. I think the, the problem is is that dieting, so dieting is, tends to be always unsuccessful. It cannot be maintained. And so those people who are particularly fearful, they may see that their diet is difficult to adhere to, and then adopt extreme behaviors in order to move away or move towards that ideal.
1: Considering this topic, I couldn't help but notice that males get considerably less attention. This could be explained by the fact that uh, women are more affected than males um, when considering body uh, image issues. Um, However, I also wanted to address this topic um, so that we kind of break the stereotype that this is only a female issue.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a very good point. Uh... Uh, the emphasis has been on, on women because there's been f- much more pressure on women and it's been occurring for a far longer time relative to men. But research shows that also, men also feel dissatisfied with the body. But it's not about thinness. It's about muscularity. So there are, men would like to be more muscular. And again, over the last few years, you've seen a growing influence of the media images on 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 males in terms of okay this is the standard this is what you as a male should be and uh you've got to conform to this social standard so that's created dissatisfaction in males but I wouldn't say it's to the degree that it's affected uh females it's not as prevalent relatively it's not been going as long but it's definitely growing
1: um To end on a more positive note, um, how can psychology help individuals that struggle with these body dissatisfaction issues?
0: Well, there's been a growing uh, movement in the body image uh, literature based upon positive psychology. And it's uh, started in order to uh, develop what's called body appreciation. So getting training or educating young women particularly, but not just women, men, to critically challenge those images, to train them to to become more media savvy, to think, okay, look at the signs of airbrushing. Recognise that even models can't look like this. The other uh, angle of attack is to uh, develop a sense of appreciation about what your body can do. You know, it's function. You know, your body can do amazing things. Uh, you know, it, it breaks down in food, you can drink water, it may, you know, it moves you around, you can exercise, whatever. Your body's an amazing amazing biological machine. It's about developing a sense of appreciation for that. And also moving uh, the emphasis away from focusing on appearance rather than on you know, internal personality characteristics, and, and again, focusing on function about what the body can do. And that movement has started uh, also in response to the growing uh, internet media influence of Facebook. Now, research shows that, particularly women, are moving away from magazines, spending more time on Facebook. And. Uh, Research shows that the more time a young girl is on Facebook, the more dissatisfied they are with the body.
2: Mm. Because they, and on Facebook, everyone wants to show the best side of their life, the Ex- best photos.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, you know, the research shows that people tend to see other people, their friends as having a better life. Mm. So when a friend puts on the uh, image on Facebook you know this is probably the best image that they've, they've you know they've taken about 100 shots this is the best one where the lighting's perfect yeah. and because it's a friend you know the more similar to it. so it becomes a particularly powerful influence and also people like it they reward it you know so that creates another and dissatisfaction yeah.
1: So the best solution here would be to just start appreciating our bodies for the wonderful things that they can do and start putting more emphasis on our personality characteristics rather than the shallowness or the thinness Yeah, of
0: that's it, exactly. Making a more broader definition of what beauty is and rather to, than focus on the narrow appearance.
2: And to be more critical of what you see and exactly yeah to question images especially on media yeah yeah Yeah.
1: that seems like a good ending for for a podcast
2: it does thank you simon
0: for joining us my pleasure
2: this podcast was a production of mindwise for the department of psychology at the university of Groningen.